Welcome back, everybody. This is the James Squared Podcast. I'm James Warwick. And I'm James Welch. And this episode is part two of three for the Political Compass. If you haven't already listened to the first part, I encourage you to start there. All right, let's jump into it. So last episode, we got done with two sections of this quiz that we're doing, the Political Compass. And this next section is going to take a look at our personal social values all right fun yep and just to remind you how it works is i i say a statement we kind of talk about how we feel about the statement whether or not we agree disagree strongly or so on okay and we'll try to be a little shorter than than last on some of these questions we'll see how it goes <laughs> yeah without further ado let's let's cut straight to it abortion oh With my the- gosh when the woman's life is not threatened, should always be illegal. I can I can reread it. Uh, abortion. No, I got, when, oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like it it's a it's a subject that needs a lot of um, understanding and a lot of uh, conversation about it because when you're putting any anything into perspective, you have to consider it as a whole and then also individually because I when you're putting things in the law, you, you have to consider what's going to be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously hard to do. My, my leaning is obviously, yeah, it always should be illegal. If, if her, especially if her health isn't, you know, not especially, let's just say if her health isn't, yeah, I would agree. But I, I don't know. As far as the reasoning goes, I have like a, I, in my opinion, it's another life because if you leave it alone, it becomes a life. And, mm-hmm. and so you're snuffing out a life. That's my opinion on it. And that's, okay. I mean, it's, I feel like it's backed up by science, but I know a lot of people will disagree. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on context and also term. Uh, I'm not sure, like, what exactly falls under uh, abortion. I don't know exactly. I haven't looked too deep into it as I am uh, uh, privileged to say I'm a male. I, I don't have to fully have to bear that. Although I should be more educated on that subject. Um, I don't know. I, I think at a certain point, a, a, like an early stage, it could not be illegal. But I think after a certain like like the heart for example is is developed pretty early on i think at that point it's no longer just a clump of cells as as it's as being marketed so yeah i think that people that consider this should be wary of those that are of a certain agenda that would mislead you with stated facts and i use quotations with that because they would skew it to their belief in either direction. And it's just more important to receive the facts and act based off of just what's going on with the situation. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I'm not sure where I would fall. I, I guess in most cases I would say agree, but should always be illegal. I will, I will disagree I just don't think it should always be illegal. I think it needs to be looked in more depth 
into a, a more definite stance on it. Yeah, that's so definitely that's a tough just... issue that uh, I don't take lightly for sure because... yeah. I wouldn't say strongly in either way. I think if you strongly agree to this, it can cause problems. If you strongly disagree, that's too much. Like people are just like, where where do we stop? You know, you can you can get satirical about it. And be like, well, you can just kill a baby, I guess, or or a child, or an eighteen year old. Who cares? Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, obviously yeah. satirical. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, far fetched. Okay. Ah, that wasn't too bad, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't all know. authority should be questioned. Okay, That's so this the is next the next one. question. That's so, the next statement. All authority should be questioned. I absolutely 100% agree with that. I extremely strongly agree because uh, I don't like authority, and that's it. No, the reason is because <laughs> I, I authority needs to be put under a strong microscope. Because if you don't pay attention to what people are doing with the rules and regulations and laws in your life, I, do you even really care about yourself? <laughs> That's my question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we we grew up in a generation where we, as a whole, question authority very much so. Even even when it seems kind of irrational to do so, we do it anyways. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm a strongly agree too. With- I just. With great power I'm not comes going, great responsibility. That's right, it does. And, and that's, with you know, great, from Spider-Man, but... With great lack of power requires great microscopic tearing apart of responsibility, right? <laughs> I'm going to strongly agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Stick Very it to much. the man. Stick it to the man. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Now, I, I don't think it should be disrespectful. You can, you can question authority respectfully. Yeah, there's a right opinion. way to do things. There's a right way to do things. You shouldn't just be like, you're not my dad. You know? Yeah, and okay, there's always, when it comes to, I I feel pretty strongly about this, which is why I jumped on it, but (laughs) when it comes to police officers and people that are put in places of authority that are supposed to keep you in line, there's, I I feel like they're the wrong people to argue with. You're, you're, You're talking to the person, like, basically, I don't know. Well, how are laws set up? We're not supposed to argue with them. We're supposed to just take whatever they give us, and then we wait to go to court. Right, and, we and that's where you argue it. But the problem with that is, you know, that's an ideal scenario, but it's very expensive to do that. Yeah. Like, not everyone can just afford to do yeah. that, so they get frustrated, and their emotions and their, uh, you know, economics get involved. And yeah, and it's another. A, yeah, that's a big problem, is it's a, it's, I feel like it's a big money pit for cities and local mm-hmm. government to get cash stacks from people that they, you know, just give tickets to because they're like, ah, oh, this person can afford it. So I'm going to give them a ticket because, you know, they went a little bit out of the, it's like, yep. ah. anyway. Or even if they can't afford it, sucks to suck. Should have been obeying the law. Yeah, even if they were obeying the law. Right. Oh, well, ah, old principles, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, uh, and Where does I, start? this is the this is the third question, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, James. <laughs> and wait, what did you say? An eye for an eye makes, makes the whole world what? Blind. Blind. <laughs> My, here's the thing. I think that uh, that people need to get what they deserve, and that's justice. But people also need to have allowances for mistakes, and that's mercy. And 
I stand by both of those things. So, mm-hmm. okay. So I well, would I would disagree. Maybe not strongly, but I would disagree. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I would say justice should ad- attempt to be balanced in a manner which this is is trying to go for a, a balanced justice. But sometimes when you're taking the eye for the eye, you accidentally poke out someone else's eye, <laughs> and it just causes a chain reaction of everyone's eyes getting poked out. That's true. Make, you you tend your, to your blind world world that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and often often bipartisan uh, in our country at least uh, bipartisan. Uh, <laughs> I lost it. Politics end up end up basically pointing a scatter gun at the other at the other area and going, "I don't want this." And they're like, well, if you don't want this, then I don't want this. And then they go back and forth until we have no freedom. And that doesn't help anybody. Yep. Yep. All right. So I also disagree with that. I wouldn't say strongly because then you just have people taking eyes with no. Yeah. There should be consequences for your actions. And I I don't think you should always count on mercy. But I think that uh, it has its place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mercy is a good thing if if we can afford to be merciful. You can't you can't afford to be merciful all the time or you'll get pushed over. True. Alrighty. Alright, we 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 fly in through these good timing. It's great. No, it's it's fine. Alright, so taxpayers. Yeah, I'm already mad. <laughs> taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I eh? What's the middle one? Because I don't I... I think that some things need to be known because I I do as as much as this as much as this is worn out. I think people that don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. So I believe mm-hmm. that we need to look at the good and the bad history of everything that's happened throughout the world in our country and and you know the rest of the world as previously stated and consider it. So I think there should be a place to do that. Um, I don't know about the taxpayer thing. I I don't know. So I'm going to go somewhere in the middle there because I don't think taxpayers should necessarily pay for certain things, but who is to say what's important and what's not? So Yeah, this is dangerous territory, honestly. I never really considered it much, I don't think. But if 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 I were to if I were to have it in a perfect world, it would be privatized and people would go to it because it's interesting. They would go to it because they're interested. In, in in coming to a place where they can learn about their country or you know the history of the world and say this you know this is this is what my kids need to learn this is what I need to learn and uh, and basically grow from it and they would support it with their own funds but it's not a perfect world and often I find myself walk, walking past places that have drop-in boxes I'm like well my taxes are already paying for this because I live in this city. So I don't think that I would, I mean, if it was a private company, I probably would be more, more likely to contribute, but mm-hmm. who knows if I actually would. Um, so I don't yeah, know if it would fair. be sustainable. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Cause you, you don't want that material to be lost, but it feels like that shouldn't be something forced upon others. Right. Um, but I would rather see the taxpayer paying for that kind of stuff than for it to just go away. So I I would I would prefer a system that is mostly commercial, mostly privatized, and but voluntary. also has the, also has the backing of the government as a fail safe. But I mean, at, at a certain point, whenever you create fail safes like that, you know, the private se- sector 
collapses and just falls straight on government. Kind of like what you mentioned, you know, well, my taxes are paying for it. I don't need to, I don't need to donate anymore. Huh? <laughs> right. Right. So that's just, that's just kind of how that works. But uh, overall, I would say disagree. I would say disagree. Um, just because I don't want, I don't want stuff that belongs in museums to go away. Now theaters and stuff like that. I don't know. I, uh, I think that should be commercial theaters in what way like what do you mean i don't i don't know like if they don't have any historical point what's the point um give me the options again is it five options it's between strongly strongly disagree disagree so there's four agree or strongly agree yeah there's no neutral stance great you Um, have to agree or disagree to some extent. i agree with the points that you brought up i agree i think that it should be backed partially by government because it's important okay wait hold on hold on so the 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 phrase is taxpayers should not be expected so So i would disagree you disagree okay and i'd I'd rather it be a system where where it's not backed right like i don't want the taxpayers dollars going to anything that they don't want you know what i'm saying like yeah it's kind of a necessity to society like you get rid of the museums and yeah History's damned to repeat itself. True. Okie dokie. Schools. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I think that means necessary. Mm, it's more like a forced thing, right? So like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I disagree. I guess because I think kids need uh, basic understanding of, you know, math and English and things that'll help them through life. I don't think that towards the end of their schooling they need some of the things that they're learning, but yeah, I think it should be compulsory at least to a point, because mm-hmm. it, I mean, because I think they're too young at that point, and maybe their parents are irresponsible, where, where they don't really realize how important their education is until it's too late. So that's fair. Yeah, I disagree. Okay. Yeah, I I am kind of indifferent about this whole thing. Because there's, there's so many different takes, there's so many different people, so many different teachers, different circumstances, things like that. True. Where um, a lot of school can be pointless, whether it's they're just teaching you stuff that doesn't pertain to you, or they're teaching you stuff you already know, you know? It can yeah. be either side of the spectrum. Or the teacher is just really absurd and, and doesn't Bad. even try at all. It's, it's like... Why would I need to go into this class to watch another movie? I don't need to. Yeah. I don't need this. So I don't think there should be. I think it's a case by case basis, like you were saying, because I, on some things, I I don't think there should be any negative uh, things brought about just because they missed a class because maybe they don't need it. Don't yeah, know. but maybe maybe those those faults are not on attendance being necess- compulsory. Maybe those faults are on the school system in general, like. Make attendance compulsory, but somehow make the school system a better thing, perhaps. So I'm going to a wait. Okay, schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to disagree. I think I made my point. <laughs> I think you did. It sounded good. <laughs> sounded good anyway. Hey, it sounded good to me. Okay. Well, moving along quite well. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. Okay. Okay. I, I believe America, I, I look at America as the melting pot. 
that's one of the best things that I love about America is that there's a lot of different people with different ideas, different beliefs, different backgrounds, different cultures, and they're all coming together. Um, and no, I, I do not think they should just be kept to their own. That's that's crazy to me. So I'm going to strongly disagree with this. I, one. I, I, there's a lot of there. Oh my goodness. I will say there's there's a lot of problems with with all these like you know mixed cultures and things. There's going to be obvious conflicts, but I think that I personally think that's okay. Sort out the the conflicts, right? Because I, me, I, if you if you never hang out with somebody, you're not going to grow to understand them. If mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't talk to the quirky kid in class, you're you're not going to realize why this person is shy, you know. And and the thing is, people. <sighs> Basically, I, f- I feel like it came to kind of a, a caveman type <laughs> day where it was like, you know, it's like, oh, they don't look like me. They do other things. And and it's like, it, it, it yeah, it's just like, it, it's a stupid mindset. that It's like, oh, they're that specific color. They're going to do this specific thing. And I know they will. And, you know, if that doesn't line up to what I just said, then I'm going to... I'm just gonna say, man, they're an outlier. Oh yeah, they don't. They're not all like that, but you know, most. And I'm, I am so yep. sick of that way of thinking. But, I know. It, there's so much of it too. It's crazy. I mean, it's different types of of groupism. And that just goes and back to the way you were raised. Not you specifically, does, yeah. but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. I get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah. I anyway. Okay. Yep. So how do you feel? How do you? Feel? <laughs> Uh, I uh, I strongly disagree. I I think people are individuals, and I will treat you as such until you prove otherwise. As far as how I what I think about you. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Oh boy. Oh. Good parents Wait. sometimes have to what? I'm just gonna go strongly agree, no matter what it is. Okay. Right? All right. I'll just move on to the next one. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Okay. So this one goes down to all you you Western Americans. Uh-oh. And maybe people, obviously the rest of the world, including these, but good parents sometimes have to spank their children. Um, How do you I, feel about that one? I, what? Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. I think that that is uh, not really something that should be governed. Since we're talking about the government, isn't that a connotation of like, okay, the government should make laws about this? I don't, I'm confused. I think it should be governed. Um, because this this statement signifies that there is a misunderstanding between abuse and discipline. So uh, the notion that good parents sometimes have to spank their children assumes that people that spank their children are bad parents, therefore they are abusing their child. So obviously the government should stop parents from abuse, but they shouldn't necessarily, should they or should they not, dictate whether they can spank their children for disciplinary reasons so yeah i do think good good parents shouldn't have or do have to spank their children mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh children are are uh, they can be pretty evil so it's like a yes. I, I don't know i they tend towards uh, chaos and if you don't if you don't push them back towards a certain you know if you don't if you don't show them a boundary and give them a consequence they're not going to know how to react in in society when they get there so yes mm-hmm. I, I still strongly agree even though i was joking earlier okay i strongly agree as well that good parents sometimes have to spank their children now um again there has to be boundaries 
Like you don't want the the super iron fist parent that's absolutely slapping their kid around twenty four seven. Yeah, just, that like, kid, that's crazy. That's that, that's disgusting. That but. kid does drugs later on in life. Is what I feel like. I don't know. Well, that's a... <laughs> generally, I, no matter what happens, they they yes, they're they're probably going to grow up to do a lot of irresponsible things, and they're probably going to end up doing the same thing to their kid and their kid and their yeah, kid and so it's on. It's definitely so yeah, it, it definitely trickles down. It's it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you if uh, there's no point in being good if you feel like you can never be good, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, nicely said. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, this one kind of goes along with the spanking. I would, I would, I would say maybe not, but it's natural for children to keep some secrets from the parents. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is this a government question? Yeah. Not, no, this is about your social beliefs. Okay, um, uh, that's right. Yeah. You, I, I forgot you prefaced that. Yeah, it is. Yes, I strongly I agree. agree. I mean, okay. it's just a thing. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, but I, I, well, I think it depends on how much you discipline your kid. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and say agree. Yeah, I don't know how strongly I agree with this though, because um, there are certain secrets that they're going to keep more secrets if you're super disciplinary disciplinary i don't know how i why why am i doing this anyway <laughs> if you're if your parent is like a super buddy buddy to you you're probably less inclined to keep secrets because they're not going to like punish you for it right but less it's not necessarily yeah. a healthy relationship either yeah if you're if your parents are just your friends then when they go to punish you it feels way worse if your parents mm-hmm. are your uh you know are your guardians and they're there to protect you and they say you know you have consequences for this then and there's somewhere in the middle where they give you consequences but they also give you love it that's the best that's the best way to strike it and um but well like you were saying if they go too far off the other end and beat you for everything you do no matter what you're never going to come to them for for issues that you truly need to work out that you don't understand and that maybe you've made a mistake and you need you need guidance in that and so yeah, that would that tends to, uh, I, basically the strict the strictest parents had the sneakiest kids back in the day. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's how very it true. Out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's a survival instinct. You say me no one get beat, <laughs> <laughs> me keep secret. That's gonna be the theme of this episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean it all goes back to it. I'd say, but that's just me. Anyways. Okay, so you said you said that you agreed with this, yeah. Um, how strongly? So, I just I strongly agree because I feel like the statement is that um, kids keep secrets from their parents, and that yeah, I find that yeah. to be completely true. Yeah, it's natural for them to keep secrets, and yeah, that is completely true. I'm kind of I'm in between. Usually, whenever I say agree or disagree, it's because I'm in between those two. But this one, I'm saying agree. I'm between strongly agree and agree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But. I digress. Let's talk about weed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. Um, I think at this stage, uh, I strongly agree. I don't think that having it having it be an, an issue... Uh, okay, I don't think that having it be Ill- illegal has, has made any good strides. I think that it's just shut out... Uh, basically it just shut out american companies from making money on the on the uh the substance and i do uh-huh. think that it has extreme negative connotations 
or and it has extreme negative health benefits uh or I, I don't know if that's the way to say it the point is it can be bad for you but i think that people should be able to choose whether or not they're able to do it um, up until the point that it affects others um, yeah so okay well i uh yeah i'm gonna strongly agree that it should not be a criminal offense possession should not be a criminal offense and i I would say that we haven't done enough study on it simply because we've demonized it so much over the years with uh, drug wars and all that. But I think there are actually good benefits to it. Um, However, just like our typical medicines, you don't want to be like taking them and go, go for a draw, go for a drive or, you know, hang out with your family or something, you know, I think in this, at least in this climate, and I don't know what would have happened if it wasn't made illegal. Uh, I think that people would go way overboard if they if they were like, "Oh, it's finally legal! I can finally try it, or I can, or I can finally truly do as much as I would like to do," <laughs> you know, without getting without the fear of getting caught. And and I I think that people can can uh, cause uh, major problems for others. And I, I, I you could just basically look to. Uh, was it Washington that made it legal? I, I feel like they're having a lot of problems. I've heard that they've had 13 counties that want to go into Idaho. Um, really? I, people are wow. trying. To, people are people are not really having a great reaction to it. So, I don't know. I still agree that it should be legal because I don't think the government should have control over some things like that. I don't think that. I think it should be regulated because uh, yeah. people are not responsible and they will. Uh, do things selfishly to the point of harming others. And so that's all. Yeah. So, my main uh, thing is I don't think it should be as criminally inducing as it currently is. There's a lot of people that have been locked up for years, years of their life just for having a little bit of dope with no malice intent Yeah, or, or no malice period, but yeah, whatever. Okay. Ooh, let's talk about the, uh, the purpose of school. So the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs, which right now uh, doesn't seem to be the case. The case is just to enable the mind to, ha- to have growth in the, the general subject. So we, we teach, you know, art, science, history, English. Um, I think that uh, there are schools for that. I think that the main schooling should be, should be something for uh, – now I feel like I interrupted you. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, that's okay. I just think that the main schooling should be for um, basic education, like I, like I mentioned before, math, you know, English and stuff like that, uh, that are building blocks for other things. And then I think beyond that, you should teach people to learn so that they can continue to learn throughout life because life is a learning process. It's not just about um, when you're sitting in a classroom with uh, bright lights and reading a book. It's not just about that type of learning. So I think people need to learn how to retain information they need to learn how to properly process the information and then use it for their own good, um, mm-hmm. and, which will help you get a job. And then I, and then I think that they, beyond that, they can go to technical colleges and schools that are available to them to uh, hone their craft of what they'd like to do. It's my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I'm all, so, where would that put you at disagree um saying yeah i disagree yeah not strongly yeah. disagree because i think that i think that you should learn basics so yeah i but, think but, you should be allowed you should be allowed to pursue 
that knowledge though, if, if you choose to. So especially around your junior high schoolish year, um, which is when you're about 16 to 18 years old. Um, yeah, there should be options open time. too. Yeah. Yeah. But some people, they, they, they even go to college and they're still doing that general education type stuff, like, like building their, their mind and they're not prepared for a job in any sense of the term. I yeah. think that's that's bad. Because they, they lost focus. I think that um, at, at the end of your education, it's time to be productive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's make some money. Okay. All right. So, let's, yeah. let's help people out. Let's do some stuff. I think we both we both ended up at a disagree there. So not too strong. Okay. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. Uh, I disagree. I don't think that I, I don't think it's my place to tell people that. I don't. <laughs> Did I say inheritable? Inheritable, inheritable. So yeah. So like, so like, like I I have a bad thing. My kid's most likely also going to have this bad. No, thing. I get that. I just don't think it's my place to be able to control that in <laughs> society. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I disagree. Oh. Yeah, I'm also going to disagree with this, especially because a, a lot of what we consider to be a disability is sometimes not very, it doesn't have a strong basis. Um, at, at a point in time, a lot of people considered um, like autism, things like that, to be an inheritable disease, disability that people shouldn't be able to reproduce, which I think is disgusting. Um, there's a lot of amazing people with autism. And um, if anything, it's not necessarily a disability. It's just a, a social difference in, in a lot of ways, which we didn't realize that at the time. But now we, we kind of are, are learning that stuff. So I think it's very dangerous <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> to say, to just be like, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't have kids because. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that you hear people say about uh, people they don't agree with, maybe in a political standpoint. They're like, I don't think they should be able to have kids if they're not yeah. going to agree with this specific point in my thing. And that's, yep. it's disturbing. It is. <laughs> and it's meant to be, I think. I think it is meant to be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, moving on. The most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline discipline uh i accept discipline i yes i disagree i think the most important for children to learn is the way that things are supposed to go um what's expected of them uh not necessarily to accept the discipline i think that that's a part of it but that's not the most important thing to learn i think the most important Mm -hmm. thing to learn is how to treat people so yeah I, I do. I, yeah, I think discipline is, is important. Our, our society right now definitely does not believe that this is the most important because there is no discipline in this world. I don't believe in any discipline. Any discipline. Can't it's, tell it's not me only, what to do. <laughs> not only is it not the most important, it's not an important thing at all, yeah. which is bad in the flip side, but it's definitely not the most important. That's that's crazy. That's a brainwashy society right there. Yeah. Like, obey don't worry about why, just obey. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Yep. There are no savage or civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. I think it's important to understand that the word savage is not supposed to be a negative connotation, um, but it's used that way sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. 
It's used negatively to be uh, basically you're you're dumb. I think that there are, are more advanced people and less advanced people. That's a thing. Um, I forgot the question. <laughs> well, what is what exactly is advancement? It says there are no savage or civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. Uh, I don't think that's true. I don't. I think there's civilized type people and and savage people, but I don't. I I don't know. I don't really know examples of that though. <laughs> yeah. So, but you would say you would you would disagree with this? Yeah, not strongly disagree because I yeah. I think it could be used for like, okay, this they're, they're savages, so their their opinion doesn't matter type thing, and that's not mm. you know that goes back to what we were talking about before about the um, about people should stick to their own type thing. Ah, it's not. I mean. That, yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, I, yeah, you're you're kind of hitting some points that I would I would mention as well. I would also disagree with this, um, and the reason is it's subjective. Whenever you whenever you're talking about savage or civilized people, you're usually talking about your society. So it's kind of like a closed minded viewpoint of it. You're not looking at it from their point of view, like a quote unquote savage civilization, which is a, a different cult, just a different culture. They may be getting along just fine. They're just doing things differently. But they're getting along. They're doing fine. Um, and then, you know, our society's like, oh, those savages, we must conquer them. <laughs> we must conquer them and show them their, our ways. This is what we talked about uh... before the break, or before the break, before the podcast, um, and and how I, I think that countries, <laughs> I think the countries don't, uh, they teach a basic nationalism that's like, we are the best, this is the mm-hmm. standard. We are the best. And that's not true in any country, I don't think. I think everything has their ups and downs. That's right. So yep. That's pretty cool. I I misjudged you. I thought you would I thought you would answer strongly agree on that one. <laughs> For real? <laughs> not strongly. Yeah. I thought you I thought you would agree with it to to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me and my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> And this oh. is why we don't just come out and judge people before we talk to them. I'm just kidding. Okay. Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. Um, yeah, I strongly agree on that one. I think it that uh, if you don't work, you don't eat. I think that there are obvious problems, like not problems necessarily, but disabilities and things that can be can be said that um, that. Basically, outline people that do need assistance, but the people mm-hmm. that just simply don't work because they don't want to work, I, I, I think that they should reap what they sow, which is pretty much nothing. And <laughs> the reason I say that is because I've actually I, I've talked to somebody or or talked to a group of people who have spoken to a guy, and he said, "Well, it's just more simple uh, for me to just be homeless, and so that's what I'm doing." And that and wow. that's his choice, and uh, because he doesn't want to fill out taxes, he doesn't want to. You know what I'm saying? It, th- there's a there's a simplicity to it, but then you're gonna have to rely on the uh, the uh, consequences, I guess. Right. The, you're gonna have to rely on basically strangers to give you things, and if mm. that's the way you want to live, then that's fine. But I don't think that there should be government uh, things set up to help those types of people who simply won't help themselves um, right yeah they they they're dependent and they're willingfully dependent right 
like they're not they're not dependent unwillingly right and, and obviously is is the direct opposition of what i just said <laughs> but yeah. but that that's an important um an important distinction for sure mm-hmm. so so would you agree with this or strongly agree i strongly agree with that strongly one. agree mm-hmm. okay I baited you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going. I will. I will talk about one specific case, which is kind of the reason Uh-oh. why I won't strongly agree. But I, I do agree with this. He got me, ladies um, and gentlemen. I, I got him. Get big gotcha culture. He's canceled. He's canceled. We got him. Canceled. Now, Three so, episodes in or four episodes in. All right. So everything that you said, I I, I fully agree with, pretty much. Um, the one the one instance that I I think is kind of questionable is people that are able to work but they are refused a an appropriate opportunity and the only opportunity that that they are given is less than their value whether it be by by gender by race by culture or just you know what have you lack of education something like that um i think at that point maybe they can they they should try to seek justice but they're they're actively doing it they're not just giving up like oh i'll just rely on society my so my uh response to that is that uh i i think that in life you have struggles no matter who you are and you're given a certain amount of things in life and if you if you work hard in in this country i believe that you can make it and i think that there obviously are problems with that and and (laughs) And even personally, I, I'm having issues. But at the same time, I don't think that because of the decisions I've made in my life that someone else should suffer. I think that mm-hmm. I should have the consequences of those said decisions. I don't think, I mean, you know, regardless of what that is, um, if if someone's actively trying to push you down, I think that, that uh, there should be outside help for that. I think that people should, you know should actively strive to change laws that that uh, push that uh, basic especially if it's based off a of race or, or or creed or whatever you want to say um if it's if, if it's skewed a certain way to pinpoint an individual for their beliefs and that sort of thing to keep them down i, I think that, that should be changed but i don't think that based off the decisions you've made say say if you if you want to go to college for four years and study liberal arts and now you have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt coming out of it and no job, you you kind of set yourself up for that and mm-hmm. you should look to the future and if you don't look to the future and you're trying to make it off of the easiest thing you can find, then um, I, I don't think we should help you with that. I think that should be your burden. So yeah, well, that's my thing. I guess I guess um, let me rephrase because. Uh, my statement it doesn't really take the entire statement into accord. If we were to stop early, you know, those who are able to work should not refuse opportunity. If it were to stop there, yeah, I would, that I would have a quarrel with that. But it says should not expect society's support. So, right. in that sense, I guess I could change it to strongly agree. Um, like me, for example, coming out of college, uh, nine times out of ten, someone that gets a degree that focuses in a certain group of positions they're they're most likely going to get something that's that's way less than their value or they have to go to a recruiter and get like 30 to 50 percent of their paycheck cut off for at least half a year mm-hmm. 
and that's what most people do. However, I, I, you know, I refuse things like that in order to get like an actual position. Um, so I think that's in my right, something I'm able to do, but I should not expect society support in that. I, I, if I, if I'm going, if I, if I actually require society's support, I should just take that opportunity. And while I'm at that opportunity, seek better opportunities. Right. Exactly. So in a, uh, in a real sense, if, if you desperately needed the money from that first opportunity, you should, Mm -hmm. you should grab that and use that to further your opportunities. And I, yeah, yeah, that's good. We'll agree there. Okay. All right. When you are troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. <laughs> I kind of, this kind of reminds me of, you know, um, whenever I've, I've, I've been bringing up these topics to you constantly over the last <laughs> few weeks and you're just like, I just want to go home after work and relax. <laughs> I remember one day I, I talked about something to my coworkers and you, and I came home and you wanted to talk about the opposite end of it. And I was like, yes. can someone just stop talking to me about, you know, can maybe I should just give them each other's phone numbers and they can talk about it to each other and I can be yeah. I could be over here playing video games in the air conditioning. I think that would be fantastic. But uh but yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead with your point. I mean that's that's pretty much what I'm Yeah. Okay, so I I think I would disagree. Um I don't remember the question once again, but uh when you are troubled, it's better not to think about it. Yeah. But to keep busy with more cheerful things. Okay, thank you. I I, I disagree, and I think that if you're troubled about something, then there's most likely a problem. If there's not a problem, then uh, you should, yes, try to get over it. But uh, I, for one, have a real problem with coming up with uh, – I have a real anger issue, and I, I hold on to grudges for, for years. And I'm talking more than 10, 15 years, and I know Dang. you know that, but <laughs> but like <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> uh, now the listeners do, but the point is um, that uh, that if there's a problem, you shouldn't necessarily hold on to it for the sake of holding on to it, but for the sake of solving a problem. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so ignoring it is not really the answer. So, yeah. That's my opinion. Oh, well, yeah, I think it depends on whether or not our, like, first you ask yourself, am I capable of solving this? Or, you know, is there something I can do to make my situation better? And if there is, go about it, do it. Otherwise, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better on its own. Yeah. But there are some things that we just don't have control over. So. True. Um, I mean, at that point, what 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 is there to do? I mean, um, I guess let it go, or yeah, or look for better things, such such as a job that we talked about in the previous mm-hmm. question. Yep. Uh, anyways, over in general, I'm disagreeing with this. I'm not gonna think too hard about it. <laughs> what did you What did you end up saying? Yeah, disagree. Okay. Yeah, overall, I disagree, but I can go into an infinite portal of, of ideas through that. I mean, I could I'm do that on any idea. of these subjects, and that's just because I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. In the beginning, the political compass addresses that. It says, "Don't." Don't think too hard about it. Just answer your first initial feeling and move on. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, technically, this episode we're doing that much better than last. We definitely. Spent. Yeah, moving on. These first, questions could take years. <laughs> years. Well, they do, don't they? 
1776, and we're still talking about them. <laughs> First-generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. So, you know. So is this the is this the old ah oh, white people don't deserve to be in America statement? Is that what that is? What? Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, if you want to take it that way, sure. No, I don't. I, I don't know what they mean by first generation. Uh, oh. A first generation immigrant is someone that that comes in. They are an immigrant from that country. They're first generation. I think. Okay, so, I think that integration is a um, an illusion. <laughs> I think, okay, like you said, like you said, this is a melting pot. I think that they can feel, or they can be made to feel as if they don't belong. And that is uh, going to happen in some parts of this country because, again, it's a melting pot. And if people don't feel like uh-huh. you belong there, they're going to try to make you feel like you don't belong there. I think that should – not should. Excuse me. Let me well, back hold up. on. I think that happens in every country. But that's just my opinion. I, th- I think what you're talking about is, is on a good point. But when, when I see this and it says fully integrated, I'm, I'm assuming it means they become a full-blown citizen. Like, can they go through the channels to become an actual full-blown citizen? Or will they always be considered a migrant? Does I think they should sense? be able to. Yeah. I, I don't know, though, because I don't know the uh, the process because I was born here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I know there's certain, yeah. So if, it's, so if it's a social thing, should they be able to? Yeah. I think they 100% should be able to. I don't think that anybody should be excluded from this country if they come in the, through the proper proper channels. Mm-hmm. But then there are certain things that, you know, you have to be a full-blown born and raised citizen or whatever to become the president, for example. Uh, I'm not sure how that works for running for Congress. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that those things are put into place because they expect a certain amount of integration so that you understand how the people here live so that you don't try to change yeah. rules and laws based on um, something that's happened. It's also deflection of a favoritism to an outside nation for the purpose of taking down the nation. Right. Um, and that's important. Anyways, I'd say overall, I'd, I'd say yes, I agree. Oh, no, no, no. Disagree. I'm sorry. Disagree. <laughs> disagree to the fact that they can never be fully integrated. I think they should. Well, let's hope the two tangents I went on don't come back to bite me. <laughs> Who cares? About, about what? Eh, about what? But what? But what? What, what tangent? <laughs> hey, All of this on. is gonna come back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run for president in 20 years, and they're gonna pull up this podcast. This is the episode like... that goes viral. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What did you end up saying? D. Same as you. Disagree. Okay. You're just cheating off my answers. Huh? I said that I would just basically reiterated what you said. <laughs> Which is funny what? because that's what I'm doing in the questions. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, so we only, we have five questions left, Sick. and then we'll take a, we'll take a break for next episode. All right. So, what's moving good along. for the What's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. Uh, strongly disagree. Based on the first episode, go back and listen to the first episode. Um, yeah, we we talked about a lot of problems that can come of an unregulated market for major yes. corporations. So, yep, so I'm I'm a big skeptic when it comes to anything government, and I'm a big skeptic when it comes to anything corporate. I I obviously I'm part of corporate, but I don't fully back it. I think it's very scary, and they can definitely yes, yeah, they can 
what's good for them is definitely not always good for us at all. I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of TV shows and stuff that uh, that talk about like this place set this company set up all this stuff and it caused cancer over here because they were they were dumping <laughs> pollution in this river. And I'm pretty sure those are based off of real things that have happened. And if they're not, yeah. it's definitely at least an issue that could come up. <laughs> well, let's talk about some stuff that we. I'm pretty sure everyone can agree with in the modern political climate is bad. Okay. Um, slavery and child labor, very bad things. Those two things help corporations ultimately, do they not? Yep. Corporations can definitely benefit off of that. That is super cheap. <laughs> so, so, I mean, um, some corporations that use other countries to, uh, use child labor because it's legal over there. And then yeah. they try to, uh, they try to be social justice warriors over here so that we don't pay attention to over there. I think yep. not <laughs> any specific sad. countries, but you know, I mean, countries, companies, but, but, it, but it really is specific. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> all I'm going to say is I strongly disagree. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Go, go watch the first episode. Yeah. Where we rant about it for longer. Watch it with both ears. All right, so this is the last one for this section, and then we have a, we're gonna do a couple for the for the next section. <laughs> so, no broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. So basically, although broadcasting institutions are independent, they should not receive public funding. You're trying to take away my PBS? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> Fair of yes. You're raising war on my like, PBS. You don't like, like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Dude, I love Mr. Rogers. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I disagree. Stupid. I disagree. You I don't know. I, don't, I, I think I strongly it needs disagree. to be bipartisan. It has to be. You have to. You can't push your agendas. But I, I grew up on PBS, dog. It was good. Anyway, <laughs> so I disagree. I don't strongly disagree, but I do disagree. I strongly disagree. All right. If anything, I, I feel like it's kind of scary to have broadcasting institutions that are government funded at this point. Because like whatever whatever party, since we have a party system, whatever party is in power at the time could easily just broadcast whatever brainwashing stuff they want to broadcast. But I okay. Yeah. That's just me. I, I think I think it's good to have both. There needs to be government and there needs to be private. There needs to be both. We gotta have a whole plethora of sources, and hopefully, then we can get at least one, at least one independent source. That's all it takes. <laughs> so, boom, done, finito. All right. So, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna read about three of the questions from this section. This section is talking about how we see the wider society. Open open your closed mind, man. The wider society? Wide. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's not confuse that with the white whiter society. <laughs> We're talking about the wider, wider society. Society as a whole. Okay. <clears throat> Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Strongly um, agree. I strongly, strongly agree. Okay. Mm -hmm. Strongly agree. All right. Because I, I there's a lot of evidence of Hey, look at that over there. Big danger. Time to take away freedom. Hey, look at that over there. There's another big danger. Time to take away freedom. Hey, look at over there. And and so on. So that's all I'm going to say. That's yeah. the simplistic way of saying it, but it does happen way too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, both parties work against each other. 
with a scattergun of let me take away your freedoms because you took away my freedoms. And uh, it often works for upper class and political gain. That's... It's like the blue people, look, the blue people did this. Let's take away the freedom of the people. Oh, look, the red people did this. Let's take away some freedoms of the people. You you should look up an episode <laughs> of Oprah um, that happened. Oh. And she took, she took uh, people, I, f- I forget. It was people that have blue eyes and people that have green eyes or something like that. And, or no, it, it was either a hat or something they gave them. And they were like, these people are doing this and these people are doing this. And they were back and forth. They were yelling at each other in the crowd. And it was just really? simply something that that Oprah did to separate them to show how people can be separated like that. And I think that that is happening on a larger scale. So, Wow. Okay. It's very interesting. Well, Look it up. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'll just look into it. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with this, though. Our, our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Um, there's a lot of theater safety going on and yada yada. And, you know, there's conspiracies about, well, actually, the terrorists are part of the government. But who's to say? Okay. Well, bef- then. Before you move on to the next one, um, it's just called Oprah's social experiment on her audience. I believe that's the. I believe that's the one. Okay. Anyway, if you, if any of our listeners are listeners are interested in looking it up, that's what it's called. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Back from 2011. When did her? Never mind. I, I don't. I don't want to get up at the end of my <laughs> This is how we end the episode. <laughs> Political discussion about so Oprah. The history of Oprah's. <laughs> All right. When did her show end? When did? No, I was kidding. So. A significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. Um, we spoke about this in the last episode, I believe. Um, anytime that the government is delayed, I think that the government being slow is really annoying. Hence, or hence, for example, the DMV. <laughs> but uh, anytime the government is slow to make laws, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a significant advantage because of that, because I believe that the government should be slow to take away our freedoms. And that's my opinion on that one. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think it's a significant disadvantage. Yeah. Like, I hate that politics cause a lot of arguments, but some of those arguments need to be made. Yeah, because if you want to if you want to see something, uh, if you want to see a group of people um, look really bad, um, put the opposite group of people at the table and have them talk about that group of people without any but any rebuttals. And yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good analogy for that. Uh, wait, what do we say about this one? Uh, significant advantage. So I would say strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, I, I'm not. I don't like the, the bipartisan. I don't like the two party system. Um, personally. I'm sorry, and... but that's going to be for the rest of this country, I believe. Yes, it's it's inevitable and never ending. Literally, the and uh, whatever. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Okay. All right. So uh, our last question that we'll end this, wrap this one up on. So although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Um, I think that's incorrect. Back to, back to what we talked about in um, the social question of where we were talking about um, grace and mercy and justice i don't know if Mm -hmm. i mentioned grace but the point is that the um that surveillance can be used 
for harsher punishment. And I think I think that people obviously people need to be held accountable, but at the same time, people that make mistakes sometimes it's like you know how many times have you been in a situation where it's like oh i'm glad nobody saw me do that because that would be embarrassing or or you know that would have a more uh, that would have a stronger response to it much in the same vein of the the heavy-handed adult that we were talking about um it can cause problems Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that too much control is an issue yeah I mean, also that, but we, we, we've been seeing a lot of things that I think is something we talked about right before this as well is just uh, whenever we get video evidence, we, we like to judge and, and destroy people before they're sent to trial. So, you know, we see evidence of them doing something, even though it's not technically illegal, we cancel them, for example. I, I don't want to pull cancel culture into this, but that's just an example I'm giving. Right. Uh, because uh, from their side of the story, it it could be different, even if the videotape says one thing. And yeah. a, a good example of that is a uh, is a, a picture of um, one of the dignitaries of England, if I'm saying that correct, if that's the right. The dingleberries of what? <laughs> dignitaries. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. I, I, no, no, I was talking to the English people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to offend you, Prince William. If you if you search perspective is important and then prince after that the first the first picture that comes up looks like prince william is flicking someone off and about the third picture that comes up on google images is he's holding oh, up a number 3 and that's hilarious and that and that is a danger of of the society <laughs> that judges purely based on vision through through a small scope which is the lens of the camera uh, of security so that's my opinion on that that's a hilarious picture and a, and a great representation um <laughs> so good good for you for for pulling that out that was that's good well all yeah, right. I, yeah i agree so so i agree to disagree i, I disagree <laughs> oh. with this no 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 good I, you said you disagree yeah right yeah, yeah or did you say strongly i thought you meant disagree with me but i, I understand the question now uh yeah i know i, I meant to be confusing about that <laughs> good <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, anyways, that's that's all for this episode, and we have, I think, twenty more questions for next episode, and then we get to find out where we fall on that graph, the political compass square thing. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you for listening, and if you'd like to reach out to either one of us, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sir Warwick, LOL. And you can find me on Twitter at Cyberleak, C-Y-B-E-R-L-E-A-K. Later.